Thailand. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. My name is Jay Torres and with me tonight is my co-host, Nick Pro. How are you tonight, Nick? Doing well, doing well, Jay. Just uh, finished watching the sweep of yes. the San Antonio Spurs. Sorry for those Spurs uh, fans out there listening to the show. But uh, very happy, very ecstatic. We pulled it off and just uh, going to be waiting impatiently for... The next week and a half until we face the our, our opponent, the winner of the Eastern Conference Finals, which, you know, before yesterday I would have said the Cavs, yeah. Yeah. but after watching that glorious um, victory from the Celtics, who knows, but I don't, I don't want that to happen for the record, let me just say that, I don't want to jinx it, uh, I definitely want the rematch that I've been waiting for for a year uh since last year so anyway um no it's good i I want a series more than anything i want those calves to get nice and winded before facing (laughs) us so uh we'll see how it pans out but yeah no definitely just uh just very very thrilled right now just finished watching game four so uh yeah doing well doing well what about yourself jay uh yeah, same as same as you. Uh, the timing worked out perfectly. The game just wrapped up maybe like ten minutes ago, and we're we're, we're just now recording. But yeah, uh, just relaxing on a Monday. Um, we had a crazy weekend, and mm. um, just wanted to mention uh, it was our our two kids. We celebrated our two kids' birthdays this weekend. Um, the little one Clyde turned two years old on Friday, wow. and uh, Malia she turns. She's going to turn nine on Thursday, but they're born like six days apart. Wow. Their birthdays are six days apart. They weren't born six Wow. But yeah, their birthdays are six days apart. So we decided to throw them a, a combined birthday party down in Orange County. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, we went to, I mentioned it a few episodes ago, but we we decided to have their birthday at Bootlegger's Brewery. I uh, mentioned them oh, on the show yes. before. Yeah. Nice. Our uh, family friends, they, they run a brewery down there. And they were so nice to, as to let us use their brewery as a venue for their birthday party. So, um, man, yeah, it was best it was, possible venue that I can imagine having a kid's party at, obviously, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, how did that go? How, how, did, it, how was, did it all yeah, work out? It was, uh, it went out, it went, it went perfectly. Um, cool. When the invites went out, a lot of people, especially like my parents, especially, and some other people were like, Really, you guys are having a, a kid's birthday at a, at a brewery, and we 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 were trying to reassure them. Like, you know, it'll be fine. It's very kid friendly. They have like yeah. games there. There's an art like two arcade games, and they have like a, that. Oh, that, you know, over they have that oversized Jenga that people can play. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They had that set up. Um, on Saturday, it was super hot. It was maybe like 90, 92 degrees down there. Ooh. And Ooh. aside from that, I think everything went perfectly. I, um, we had the food catered by l and uh, My mm-hmm. parents uh, and our relatives, they all came out. Friends and family came out. And it was funny. Um, you know, my parents were kind of like questioning our, our choice of venue. And uh, <laughs> by the end of the day... You know, my dad was feeling good. He had a, a couple beers in him, and like my uncles <laughs> were there. They had a, you know, they they were having yeah. a good time, and uh, they were saying, yeah. Like, "Yeah, this place." We we uh, my wife she decorated it pretty. Uh, it was like um, Moana theme, so like kind of Hawaiian theme. 
And uh, oh she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a good job. Uh, you know, decorating the place with like uh, you know mm-hmm. luau theme uh, like decorations, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was it, it ended up uh, it, it exceeded my ex- expectations. It was, it was everyone had so much fun. Uh, the kids all got together, and you know they don't care where they're at; they just want to play with each other. So they yeah. had, they had a blast, um, right? Yeah, it was just it was awesome. Every the drinks were flowing, everyone was feeling yeah. good. Um, yeah, all in all, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better birthday for them. That's awesome, man. I mean, that it's, you know, like you said, unconventional and probably some listeners even kind of going, whoa, uh, brewery, (laughs) but, um, you know, I don't know if it's me. I don't have any kids myself. I'm just like, yes, that's perfect. You know, if you invited me to that, say, come to my kid's birthday. And by the way, it's at a brewery. I'd be like, oh, yep. what time? (laughs) Bell's on, you know? So yeah, no, that's awesome. Right on, man. So, uh, any, uh, any standout? beers that you can mention that you, um, that you had there yeah yeah man <laughs> it's funny because you know they're, <laughs> they're family friends and and they saw us like uh stressing out like while getting mm. everything all set up and and, and all the yeah. de- decorations uh, put together and um oh, man i had a picture of the of the beer board but um mm-hmm. uh when we first got there uh Patricia, she she's the wife of the owner. She's like, oh, it's like, what do you guys need? Do you guys need a drink? And she gives like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she gave us a few drinks on the house. Um, just um, Ooh, just watching nice. the stress out. But I, I had the um, they had they had two hazy IPAs. They had the, I think it was like oh. Choking Bear uh, IPA, and they had a double IPA, okay. another hazy, um, kind of their takes on on the New England style. And oh, yeah, it, I I think the last time I was there, I don't recall them having any type of hazy or new England, uh, northeast style ipa down there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they had a they had two on tap and they were they were not bad uh mm-hmm. not bad for a first try i, I they're kind of getting the them. hang of the yeah kinda like testing they're the trying waters. it out yeah 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 it was it was it was solid i would you know i wouldn't i probably rate them like a three seven five or a four and and once they mm-hmm. start getting the hang of it I, i'm pretty sure i mean w- with the rest of their beers um you know, yeah. they're, they're, they'll get the hang of it. Um, Definitely. Uh, on the on the way, but when I closed out my tab, uh, mm-hmm. I ended up asking for two bottles of a future show beer that uh, we're probably going to do in, you know, two, mm-hmm. one or two weeks. Uh, Far Out IPA, mm-hmm. I got two bottles of that. It's their, you know, classic, like, you know, take on a West Coast IPA. So looking forward nice. to trying that on the show and uh, drinking that yeah. on the show. But uh, yeah, there was man. The the day went was a, was a blur. It was it was ninety degrees <laughs> out at, after like a yeah. few beers. The plus the heat. It it it, it yeah yeah. It, everything like everything is kicked up a notch. <laughs> so like, well, everything kind of went into everything yeah. else. Kind of yeah, yeah. So I um they they have a classic Palomino pale. I think that um that was that's definitely a hit. My dad, you know, he. He kind of looks at the beers that my brother and I drink, and he's kind of like, "Oh, you know, you guys are, these beers are, are kind of, <laughs> they're kind of crazy." But uh, um, yeah, <laughs> when one of my when one of my uncles came by, he, you know, in, in Tagalog, he was kind of like, "Hey, get the Palomino Pale Ale. That's that's the good one." And like, uh, yeah. So he was a fan. He was the fan of the Pale Ale. So I was I was glad that uh, my dad and 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 my uncles um they had they had a, they had a good time. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. That's all that matters. Like you said, everyone had a great time, especially the kids. They yeah. don't know where they're at. They don't care where they're at. I mean, you give them some goodie bags and some kids exactly. games, let them run around, and they're yeah. happy. So there you go, yeah, man. It was awesome. Right on, man. And and happy birthday to your kids. That's that's awesome to hear that the weekend went well. And 
Great to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Um, nothing really of note. I um, did some family stuff as well, uh, just like a um, a uh, my cousin's uh, kid had his uh, baptism. Oh, nice. So um, went over to that. Yeah, just went over to another um, on the wife's side of the family. Uh, she had a, a family affair as well, kind of another kid's party. So we went to that. So those those all went well. And in the kind of in the mix or in the midst of everything, um, I did actually, now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, huh, what the, what the heck did I do? Um, I worked <laughs> a little bit yesterday, so that was kind of a drag. Uh, but managed to have a couple of beers in between. Um, Cellar Maker has their latest batch of Tiny Dankster on tap right now, and that was excellent. Um, you know, they it's one of their flagship, uh, I guess, premier beers that they have there. Like speaking of pale ales, it's a pale ale. And you know, I've had most of the batches that they brewed since they first started brewing it, and I would definitely say that this batch is amongst the top. I'd say top three, if not the best. And, you know, you just kind of taste different batches. And something that I talked about, I I don't know if it was previous show or the show before that, when talking about the taco hands. And, you know, you go somewhere for a certain period of time and you get to try different versions and, you know, uh, experience the the variations and when they do little tweaks. And, you know, it's it could sometimes it works out not so good, like, in my opinion, the taco hands this year. But other yeah. times, you know, just a n- regular normal batch of whenever they decide to release a certain beer, and sometimes it comes out amazing. So that's that's definitely the case with the uh, with the tiny Dankster Pale Ale. So if you're around and if it's still on tap, um, and if you have the chance to visit Cellar Maker, highly recommend that you do. So that was cool. Um, and then the other beer that just off the top of my head that I kind of a standout this weekend was uh, Enter the Fog Dog from monkish and my brother equivalent exchange was kind enough as he does so often to hook me up with a can and it's actually a triple ipa coming in at 10 percent from monkish and they've done a couple in the past the the one that comes to mind that i recall is uh, biggie 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 which was i think it was like early this year i think it came out like in january if i'm not mistaken so this one enter the fog dog was kind of a riff on they have kind of a foggy uh quote unquote series they have a uh, foggy window and then foggier window and it's their kind of i mean a, most of their ipas and double ipas are kind of new england um northeast style uh this one is definitely kind of a quintessential um that style Uh um and it's just kind of their foggy so you can kind of figure you know so it's the foggy window is the double ipa and then the foggier window i think they like double dry hop the double ipa so that's kind of the next level and then the enter the fog dog is just like the monster just hulk (laughs) hulk version of it so it was good and it's kind of like it's one of those where it's like, wow, this is ten percent, you know. And we've we've mm-hmm. had kind of a couple on the show, right, Jay? That are, whoa, you know, like the alcohol content. We're very surprised by it. So I think this one was definitely in that same vein. Um, do I like it better than the uh, the foggier window and the foggy window? No, um, that is probably not a shocker, just because I'm not. I don't typically prefer the higher alcohol, kind of like your uncle and your uncles and your and your dad. You know, yeah. give me a <laughs> yeah, give yeah. me a pale ale, uh, you know, before anything. But um, just just really amazed at how 
they were, you know, Monkish was able to, to finesse that high level of alcohol and, you know, they're just, they're just really continuing to impress me. So I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to the, uh, enter the fog dog. Um, nice. but also just to kind of move in to some quick follow up. Uh, those of you who listened to the show last week, um, listened to kind of my impromptu decision to purchase, uh, some AirPods and <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that didn't work out so well for me, and I just kind of wanted to update um, those of you out there who actually uh, care about such things. Me, personally, I, I cared very much. I was actually uh, very frustrated for a few days last week. So um, for those of you listening, you may have noticed that I did happen to see them listed for sale um, on AT&T, and was surprised when I saw them listed for sale because they sell out so quickly. So I kind of just on the fly said, screw it, I'm going to buy them and, you know, hit, hit buy. And I had some problems first with my browser. It was acting up. Uh, it wasn't, you know, going through when I was hitting the button. And then after that, I tried to place the order and the credit card was not that I had on file wasn't attached or that I tried to use wasn't attached to the proper address that I had on file. So that also didn't go well. And then finally, I was able to figure out how to change my address, place the order, the order went through. And for almost three days, it was listed as in progress. So throughout that time, throughout those, it was like two and a half days, actually. Throughout those two and a half days, I contacted using the online, um, you know, the chat feature for that you can use. You talk to a representative yeah. during doing a little chat. I contacted them twice and asked them, hey, what's going on with my order? And every time it was, you know, the the stock response oh yours being processed not to worry you know blah 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 um it's it, you know we'll email <laughs> you we'll email you when it's shipped not to worry this this and that and finally the third time i was like look i know there's something wrong it should have shipped already you guys yeah. have told me in the past that it's coming and not to worry but it's just been too long and it's still stuck as in progress and oh. finally the third time yeah finally the third time they were like they were like, yeah, it's, you know, it's back ordered. We're very sorry. Um, you know, there's nothing we can do. You know, just be patient. We'll let you know right away. And I was just so frustrated at that point just from everything <laughs> that I was just like, you know what, forget it. You know, I'm just going to cancel it. It's done. I don't want to deal with this. So I immediately started Googling around and I found this site. I think it's called, I want to say it's called iStock.com. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'll, I'll, I'll verify later. But essentially what it does, it's really cool because it gives you stock on a bunch of different products, not just AirPods, uh, iPhone, a bunch of different products. And it, however it does it, you sign up for, you can actually see it real time, but you can also sign up for alerts. And it notifies you when the product that you're looking for gets in stock. So I go, all right, I'm going to just go for this. I'll just wait as long as I – because you can do just tons of places around the area that you live. It's cool. You put in your zip code, and it just lists everywhere. You know, Apple stores, Best Buy, Target, everywhere, right? So I start at the top, and I start clicking everything, right? Apple stores near my house, Best Buy's near my house, Target's near my house. I'm clicking, 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 clicking. I get to the very bottom, literally the very bottom, and I see – I start seeing online places – you know, oh. this online, AT&T online, Verizon online. Oh. So I look, and it's literally the only one lit up, and it has a little green thing or whatever, and it says um, in stock. And wow. I'm just like, no way, right? Just because it's just it's getting to the point where I'm just like, oh, my God, this 
I'm never going to be able to get these things. You know, I'm just like yeah. so negative. But so anyway, I'm just like, oh my God, I, I even hit you up. I'm like, wait a minute. It says in stock. <laughs> go to the website, list it as in stock. I'm so like paranoid. I go, I go to the online person, to the online chat on, on Verizon, like, hey, do you really have these? And, you know, the lady, whatever, Jennifer, whatever the generic name is, yes, they're in stock. I'll wait for you until you place the order, not to worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, place the order. It goes through. I'm just like, okay, cool. They went through. And I'm still like, kind of like, okay, until they ship, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get excited. And to even prolong my anxiety, um, I'd say, not even an hour later, I'd say probably half an hour, 20 minutes to half an hour later, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if they're still in stock. I wonder if I can still buy them if I want to. I go on, I check, out of stock. So oh. right away in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to happen again. It's happening again. <laughs> you know. But yeah. sure enough, that night, like that night at like 11 p.m., um, they shipped. So I will be getting oh. them tomorrow. Believe it nice. or not, I am abs- I'm shocked too, Jay. I cannot believe it. Finally going to get them. So I'll definitely be able to share my thoughts with you all um, next show. And just super excited. Finally got, finally getting my, my AirPods tomorrow. So super thrilled about that. Finally, finally, after all that drama. <laughs> <sighs> Man, let me just, let me tell you, it, it just, oof. let me tell you, let me tell you. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that was good after all, all that stress. Um, but speaking of follow-up Jay, before we got into today's show beer, I did want to touch on a little bit of follow-up about AB InBev and just, yeah, our favorite, (laughs) our favorite uh, beer conglomerate. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, obviously we covered them last week, uh, the whole South African hops thing and shared our thoughts, our, our strong thoughts on that. And um, just thought it would be interesting to share with you all a couple of articles that I came across regarding them. And the first one that I want to mention, and it'll be in the show notes, is from the East Bay Express, which is discussing uh, Golden Road Brewing uh, down there uh, in the L.A. area. And they were bought out by AB InBev last year, I believe. And the article is discussing a proposed uh, experience I guess extension of their brewery that is being um, you know presented to Oakland to the board to the residents there that would be opening up in the Temescal area of Oakland. Um, I'm not too too familiar uh, with that area, but I know it's. Um, I, I want to say, don't quote me on this. I know it's kind of like a. I guess a kind of approaching. Uh, the downtown area. There are a few other breweries in that surrounding area. The one that I've actually been to um, and is an awesome brewery, by the way, in case you haven't been there yet, is Temescal Brewing, which was actually opened by one of the um, past employees of Cellar Maker. Uh, opened up his own location, oh, nice. been there. Yeah, it's like, it's an amazing, like their um, decor and their aesthetic, which is very, it's very unique. It's kind of like, um, almost like kind of like 80s mixed with kind of like a modern, just bright twist. I can't even really properly explain it. You got to check it out. If you're in the East Bay, if you're in Oakland, highly, highly recommend Temescal Brewing. Awesome, awesome location and, and of course, great beer. But anyhow, um, what's happening is is Golden Road is wanting to open up a, a you know, again, an, an expansion. I guess I guess you can call it a brewery or a tap room. I don't know what the exact terminology is. But they want to open it smack dab in the middle of that area. And 
they are facing, and definitely check out this article, read this article, they're facing really um, hard opposition from the residents. Um, from what I gathered from the article, the board that approves such things, I don't know if they actually did approve it or if it's still in the approval phase. I want to say it's in the approval phase still, but kind of the gist that I got from the article is that it's, it's again, it's in the process, but they had like a town hall meeting and the representative for Golden Road was their original uh, founder who is now their president, quote unquote, uh, a lady by the name of Meg Gill. And I've seen her pop up recently in media because uh, Vice or Vice Land, the, the, um, the TV station, if you've ever yeah. checked it out, great channel, love watching Action, Action Bronson shows. That's delicious. You got to edit me on that one, Jay. Um, uh, the uh, Ancient Aliens. Uh, if you haven't watched that with Action Bronson, check it out. Hilarious stuff. Anyway, they have a new series, and I believe it's called Beerland, and or it's an offshoot of Beerland. But anyway, it stars um, May Gill, and the concept is that she goes around the United States into different kind of. I think it might be small breweries, but the ones that I've seen in the previews have been like like home brewers type people and just goes around and like, I don't know, just talks to them, interviews them, critiques them, drinks beers with them, whatever. So she's kind of, you know, the, 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 the face of Golden Road. And what's super interesting about this article is, and I pulled a couple of quotes that I was just like, whoa, that she's been... You know, she's getting this opposition from the community, rightfully so, because, you know, folks in Oakland, right, locally owned, there's really nothing in that area. And, you know, the article mentions it like the only thing that's in that area that is not locally owned is like a car wash, some like chain car wash or something, right, from probably attached to like a chain gas station. And it's like these people are just the residents are just going at her. And she's responding and they quoted her on a couple of, of things. And I was just like, whoa, like, for example, um, you know, they one of the residents asked her, you know, um, something along the lines of, you know, uh, we're apprehensive about an AB InBev uh, business coming in here, or what are what is the what are the intentions of AB InBev with, you know, wanting to to open up this extension or this expansion of, of Golden Road Brewing in our community, and she responded with, and this is I'm going to quote her, they have nothing to do with this. Gill insisted. Anheuser Busch reads the articles. Uh, and it has in parentheses, criticizing Golden Road. And they're like, what the hell is going on in Oakland? This isn't like a stake in the ground. There's no market share grab. There's no evil empire, quote unquote. Um, You know, in fact, she suggested more than once that Golden Road wasn't really even associated with Anheuser-Busch, even telling a group of... That's BS. I'm just, I, I was reading this like, what? Yeah, she they wasn't they weren't even associated with Anheuser Busch. Even telling a group of residents on Wednesday that non-factual opinion columns are trying to paint Golden Road as part of Anheuser Busch, and that such reports are, in her words, fake news. Oh my God! I'm That's just I can't so even stupid. So first of all, number one, the wording here is key because yeah. you know, and, and, and you got to read between the lines here, okay. Anheuser-Busch is the company that produces Budweiser and Bud Light and whatever their immediate beers are that are under that immediate umbrella, right? So Anheuser-Busch is technically part of the conglomerate, the international right. conglomerate that is AB InBev. So it's I think words. 
I think she's twisting words here. And 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 she might be I think what it is is I think she's correct in that you know Golden Road is not a subsidiary of Anheuser-Busch per se, but it's definitely a subsidiary of AB InBev. I mean it's a fact, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that I think that what happened here is is that some of the residents kind of thinking they're one and the same we're kind of asking her those direct questions and her being super savvy. I mean, this lady is smart. Let's just, come on, let's just keep it real. She's really smart. She seems very articulate. And she was just like, you know, they're not Anheuser-Busch. So I just think it's just an interesting way that she's twisting words. And at the end of the day, just further, you know, just solidifies that impression that I'm getting of that company and even their representatives here because it's just they're trying to come into the community they're trying to masquerade as legitimate craft beer and you know what the residents around here especially in oakland they're, they're oh, not yeah. buying it yeah. they're not buying it right and then really quick i did want to we'll also put it in the show notes it's really similar and it's really it's an opinion piece for um a uh, a seattle uh, newspaper or a blog i guess uh, an offshoot there and um the gentleman that writes this, I don't have his name, I apologize, but it, it's kind of under the column, uh, The Poor Fool, and poor is spelled P-O-U-R. So, yeah, there you go. Love those love those puns and, yeah. and things with words. Um, hashtag IBU. Anyway, AB InBev is trying to actually open, or I think they might even already be already be doing it, kind of similar, you know, to the, to the Golden Road thing, a 10-barrel brewing branch in San Diego, okay, and if you read the article, it's, I, I, I think it's awesome. It's very passionate because this guy, you know, he's clearly a local. He's, he's saying things like, you know, San Diego, calf, craft beer capital of the country, hands down. You yep. know, and he's like, okay, Portland, you know, definitely a close second. You know, there's other, there's other um, meccas, if you will. But, you know, Seattle, I think he even mentioned, but he's saying San Diego's number one. And we have the originals down here. We have the locally owned independent breweries, and they're very tight knit. Um, you know, very much anti uh, the big beer, AB InBev, and you know, just ramming a, a cramming a ten barrel in there, which again was a Portland originally a Portland independent brewery, now a subsidiary of AB InBev again, like Golden Road, and just coming into San Diego and that type of environment is just it's just it's just ridiculous and he's saying essentially something along the lines of you know it's about market penetration influence cred etc um that's what it's about it's 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 what he's saying is is that ab InBev, when pressed about it is very similar to um you know may gill and, and kind of what she's saying you know with the whole golden road thing which is like oh you know ab InBev is like oh we're just responding to the market needs and what they want and their strong response to our beer and you know that's all we're doing yeah, right that's not, that's not what they're doing they're, they're they're penetrating the market they're infiltrating i believe is the word they use um the craft beer community in san diego and it's just uh, it's just it's just it's really just it's really snake like um i'm not going to try to summarize his points or even try to use his wording here um you just got to read it it's very well written but you know, again, I just wanted to talk about these articles briefly, mention them, and just highlight the fact that, you know, th- this is what they're doing, and this is what they're what they're doing, uh, uh, like right under the noses of a lot of people, and it's important, like this gentleman, the poor fool, you know, he's really imploring his readers to be very vigilant, um, 
Vigilant? Vigilant is not the word. I swear I haven't started drinking yet. Vig- <laughs> is it vigilant? Jay, help me out here. Vigilant. 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 V-I-G-I, yeah, vigilant. Vigilant-ish. Anyway, um, he's just saying to keep an eye on it because if we're not careful, this stuff is going to continue happening. It's, it's you know, again, it's ABM Bev. Uh, they're predatory practices coming in, you know, penetrating the market, confusing the consumers, and that's what they do, and that's who they are. So it's important for us to just, again, keep an eye on this, and it's happening at all levels, right? Um, so anyway, just kind of want to do a little bit of follow-up there. Really quick before I forget to mention this, um, going back to the Golden Road thing, I did want to shout out All Things Beer 510. Um, had an opportunity to meet him at a Cellar Maker beer release. Really cool guy. Um, he has a YouTube channel. We'll put a, a, a link in the show notes. Um, he does awesome beer reviews. Local guy, lives out in the East Bay. And the first I actually saw this Golden Road thing was actually on his on his YouTube channel because he did like an editorial regarding it, kind of sharing um, a lot of our same thoughts and sentiments on there. So definitely check out All Things Beer 510, everyone. So um, anyway, Jay, um, thoughts on this, um, you know, uh, just, oh, man, it just kind of uh, doesn't stop, right? Yeah. Um, see, I, this whole Golden Road thing, I, I, I just, you know, I, I just found out that they were AB and Bev, and I actually liked mm. some of the beers. I'm ashamed yeah. to say now. I was no, you know, no. The, I mean, some of the beers are, are pretty good. No, I've like tried the the Wolf. The, the yeah. wolf yeah, like they make yeah. a beer. I mean, that the, you know, you can't take that away from them, but it's just like the, yeah. everything behind them, right? And 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 this little, um, you know, I haven't read the article, but uh, just this little uh, clip that you pulled out, um, you know, Anheuser Busch, you know, we're not really even associated with Anheuser Busch, and to th- I, I, oh. I'm thinking like she's she's talking to these residents in the area, and they they, they may not necessarily know anything about craft beer. They don't. They, they might not know who AB and Bev is, but they've definitely heard of Anheuser Busch, and for her to say like, oh yeah. And Heiser Bush has nothing to do with this. While she's technically correct, she's taking right. advantage of these people who might not know they're not into the craft beer scene or the beer scene in general. And, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. they might take her word for it, but they don't know that AB and Bev owns Anheuser Busch, which also owns Golden Road. So that they're they're part of this huge conglomerate. And, you know, it's Oh, it's technically she's technically telling the truth but she's kind of like you know she's being a snake about it and like i, I I'm, I'm picturing like you ever watched the movie up uh you know um mr frederickson like he's the last house to go and like they're building oh, these like, yeah. modern buildings all around us like yeah. i feel like i feel like there's some old, little old <laughs> man or a little old lady in oakland yeah. and they're trying to put this beer garden and you know, in 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 their neighborhood, and they're they're yeah. like, "Why are you guys putting this beer garden here?" And you know, this <laughs> Megan Gil, Meg Gill person is trying to be like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're we're making a uh, something for the community, blah 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 blah." We have not, we're not a huge corporation or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah. it just oh, gets man. under my skin. Is I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like I don't like people kind of what's the word like you know not tricked kind of like. Uh, hoodwinking hoodwinked yeah exactly like yeah like you know oh yeah we're they're trying to they're 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 twisting they're trying to they're trying to influence them and 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 trying to make them like think like oh yeah we're not we're not that we're not a we're not bad people but i don't know it's uh, just it just gets under my skin and like uh this, this meg gill person this, hey, i don't know it's not a, not a good they're trying picture. to they are trying they are trying to bamboozle 
Yeah. The people of Oakland. That's what it is. Yeah, Period. and like the people, the people who have who have lived there probably have lived there for like a long time, and now yeah. you know, Oakland's undergoing like a renaissance. It's being gentrified, yeah. and that's great and all, but um, they they shouldn't like the people who have, who have lived there. Um, yeah. I don't know. They, sh- I don't know. It's it just uh, it just bothers me that bad taste. Yeah, bad taste in my yeah. mouth. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like it at all. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah, just. Um, you know, it's something to keep an eye on in our communities. And, and again, just like last show, uh, you know, we'll just repeat it because it bears repeating. Vote with your dollars. Exactly. And you're in the area and they end up building it and you see it. It's nice and shiny and, and it looks great. You know, there's people around this, this and that. You know, go down the street. Go to Temescal instead and um, you'll be much better off for it. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyways. All right, Jay. Well, man, my my mouth is all dry now. <laughs> I'm just all worked up. I'm sweating, and you know, ugh, I need a beer. Same here, man. All right. So, what, what do we got on tap for this for this week? Today, we have a very special release from none other than Fieldwork Brewing Company out of Berkeley, California. A nice double IPA by the name of Tiger Uppercut. <laughs> and I almost want to just, I almost want to put in, I almost want to put in the sound effect yeah. rather than me saying it. Maybe we just did. Who knows? Maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I can impersonate, but no, 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 I'll say that for, I'll say that for later. I'll say that for the after show. There okay. So, so shout out friend of the show, none other than Tasty Beverages for hooking us up with these lovely cans here. First and foremost, Jay, I mean, can we talk about this design? Yeah, I mean, for those of you who are familiar, Tiger Uppercut is a reference to. You say Sagat. I call. I remember. I grew up calling him Sagat. Uh, oh yeah, the, one of the bosses from Street Fighter Two, and the artwork on the can is. I don't know who did it, but it's their their take on the the scenery of his stage uh, based yeah. in Thailand, and it's that huge like Buddha statue yep. lying lying on its side. Yeah. It, this is, when you when you mentioned this beer for this week, I was like, that is freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just what it is to me, it's like we talked about going back to nineties R and B yep. a few a few shows back, and they had a really striking can design and it was just kind of pure nostalgia. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything too complex. It was very simple. Right. But it but it did the job. And I think that this can art is a combination in the sense that it's very much nostalgia. Like I saw it and I was just like, oh, I gotta have it like you know tiger uppercut like i could hear the stage music in my head right and i was just like oh and 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 also awesome artwork i mean just like beautiful artwork and and i mean field work quickly gaining a rep for just really striking can art i think this is definitely my favorite thus far so um just just amazing so i definitely recommend um checking it out uh if you have any uh interest or any nostalgia in terms of street fighter or street fighter 2 so um, really quick before we got into it, Jay, and then actually, why don't we just you know get get going on this pour here? And what I wanted, to, yeah, I know I need this right now. It's getting right. it's getting warm here, sitting on my dining room table. Um, <laughs> so while we do this, what I wanted to do really quick was I wanted to read the description from their Instagram. And another thing that um, Fieldwork is getting very known for is their beer descriptions. So if you follow them on Instagram, you'll notice that um, any release that they do they do just like a they always do like a really super thorough um highly detailed um description of the beer and this one is no different so i just wanted to share this because whoever is writing these for them is (laughs) really 
doing a great job on these. Let me let me tell you. So anyway, uh, without further ado, um, large in stature and menacingly juicy, Tiger Uppercut Double IPA will artfully attack the senses like it has uh, eight well-trained limbs. Jumping into the ring with some of our favorite hops, notes of cantaloupe and sweet peach waft through the air, slowly morphing into an aroma of bright citrus and weed sorbet. Weed sorbet. Ooh. With the scent <laughs> so full of vigor, it clinches you and pulls you right into the glass for a taste. First, you get hit with the grainy yet velvety body, then a one-two punch of hop juice swarms your tongue relentlessly, hammering away with flavors of starfruit, cantaloupe, melon, Guava and a combination of orange and clear gummy bears that can only be accomplished by biting the head <laughs> off one and attaching it to the body of the other. Tiger Uppercut Double Up IPA is a brutish yet beautiful beer that may smash the senses of any Farang it comes across, but is gentlemanly enough to shake your hand after and grant you a second round. Whew. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's a hell of a description. Bear, the gummy bear part got me. Gummy bears, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so let's let's uh, let's take a look here. Got a pour going. Um, looks like a classic West Coast uh, double IPA to me. Really beautiful um, golden yellow color. Yeah, it's more yellow than orange. Um, I'm used to these West Coast IPAs being more like deep orange, but this one's yeah, mm. definitely lighter in color, more yellow. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting on on just beautiful, great head retention there. It's got a nice fluffy head. Um, really looks beautiful. Uh, smell wise, let's see what we have here, Jay. Um, yeah, I get a lot of that cantaloupe in the description. Yeah, definitely get some cantaloupe um, dankness, a little bit of pine in there. Those tropical fruits are coming in as well, yeah. kind of the guava, star fruit type of stuff that. The description mentioned smells smells great. Yeah. All right, Jay. Well, without further ado, let's jump into uh, round one. Fight. Cheers. <laughs> Had to do it. Cheers. Hmm. Yep. Mm. It's classic. Mm. Whoa! Whoa! Wow, it wasn't kidding. It was. Mm. This was like the perfect. This is like the perfect name for this. I just mm-hmm. got straight. I just got the, you know, the arm. <laughs> I'm doing the arm motion right now. I just yeah. got it right in the face right there. <laughs> I got it. I actually got like the five hit combo. Remember, yeah. like in the Alpha series, it started. You, you started getting yeah. hit like five times on the way up. Mm-hmm. I definitely got like the five hit in the Tiger uppercut on this. This is this is very assertive. I guess is the is the is the way to put it. I get a lot of alcohol for me. It's very mm. it burns. Um yeah, yeah, the alcohol presence is there. Um a little bit more than I like it to be, but <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. I'm getting uh oh the 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 IBU count on this. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be in the 80s, I would assume, 90s even. I mean, this is – I mean, I've been drinking – I mean, I've been drinking a good amount of West Coast stuff lately. I've been drinking a lot of East Coast, um, you know, New England style, very low bitterness as of late, to be quite honest. And this 
I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know any any other way to put it other than it punched me in the face. I mean, this is yeah. one of the most bitter beers I've had in recent memory. I can't remember having a beer this assertive and this bitter um, for oh, quite man. some time. Oh, man, that's, it's strong. And, um, yeah, the, the weather around here lately, it's been, it's been in the 90s, and mm-hmm. this beer has been sitting on my desk for a little bit so the there's no the the it's very it's not warm but it, it's warmed up a little bit and and that's bringing out the alcohol a little bit more yeah oh yeah yeah that that's definitely a factor um i think we, we jay we got to start either cracking the cans right at the start of the show or maybe doing <laughs> yeah. a little like ice bucket looking yeah. all fancy maybe. especially especially now that it's summer or it's getting close to summertime because yeah it's yeah yeah whoo Definitely. I, I mean, it's know, not. Man. Mine isn't. Mine isn't completely. No, I mean, mine isn't completely warm on my side. I mean, it's still. A, it's a pretty good temperature, to be quite honest. It's not too too, um, like room temperature or, or warm or anything. But man, I'm I'm just just I'm gonna be really honest. The bitterness level is. Uh, it's too much. It's 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 overpowering. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really able I to. I get. I don't get anything other than I'm not getting and, any and, and heat from the alcohol. Mm. I mean, it's like a, a little. I'm gonna see. I'm getting super just bitterness on the front, and then I start to swish, and I get a little bit of the fruit, but it's so quick because when I swallow, it's like the <laughs> the, the, yeah. the the bitterness just blah, you know. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, this just kind of reminds me of um, kind of early on in drinking beer. And if you remember, Jay, years back, I mean, it was like, you know, that was that was kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. you know, how bitter is the beer? You know, the West Coast style, you know, like a lot of those stone beers, you know, and some of them that are still made, but, um, you know, like Ruination, you know, 100 IBUs or like, um, mm-hmm. I remember... Sierra Nevada. My brother always brings it up because years ago, one time I picks picked up some uh, some Hoptimum, mm. and it was I think I want to say their triple IPA. I don't remember exactly from Sierra Nevada, and I uh, it's funny because he always brings it up because he didn't really drink beer at the time, and I was kind of just trying everything at that point. I was like, oh, this looks cool. It has a big old hop instead of a head. So I was just like, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I was kind of getting a taste for the, that high bitterness. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget my brother taking a sip and just, he probably made a face like I just made right now, taking a <laughs> sip of this. And he was just like, oh, oh how, do I, how do you drink that? And um, yeah, man, this this bitterness is, it's, and you know what? Hey, by the way, everyone, a uh, little bit of a heads up here. We are going to continue to drink this, sample it, mm-hmm. savor it throughout the remainder of the show. And once we conclude, we'll give you our final rating. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the flavors... Uh, <laughs> here, here, here's one for you, Jay. How the flavors mature as we progress <laughs> with the uh, with the episode today. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I mean, I can already tell. There, I mean, hey, hey, you know what? Right off the bat, you can't fault it because... The name? No. The name is ex. They nailed the name. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of sets you. It gives. It sets the expectation that you know this is going to get you right on the chin. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll give you guys our our rating if we're if we're still coherent by the end of the show. <laughs> um. Oh man. Well, in the meantime, Jay. Speaking of Street Fighter. Speaking of Street Fighter, our tech topic or our, to- our topic after the beer is uh, th- I thought we'd uh, we both decided that we'd talk a little bit about Street Fighter and some of our memories about Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2 growing up and uh, maybe video games in general. Um, yeah. So um, my question for you, who who was the character that you would pick uh, in Street Fighter 2? What was your go-to guy oh, or girl? Oh, man. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 was definitely... I would I'd say Ryu between Ryu and Ken, yeah. but I definitely give the edge to to Ken. Ooh, and okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. De- I'm definitely definitely a Ken guy, and especially. And I know this is jumping ahead, and I'll I'll let you answer on your end. But um, especially in Champion Edition, because if you remember Champion Edition, they gave yeah they were they different. Further, they further differentiated them, and they gave um, Ken the arc on yeah. the Dragon Punch. And I always my favorite move in Street Fighter period of, of all time is a Dragon Punch. To me, it's like yeah. the ultimate move. It's my favorite move. Um, it actually, I do remember, you know, first playing it in the arcades. I don't remember the first time I saw it, um, and you know, kind of that moment where I was like, oh, you know. But I'm 99 percent sure it was at the 7-Eleven down the street from my parents' house back in the day <laughs> when they actually used to have video games. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so they had they had it there, um, and I just I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my god, this is like, I mean, it just it 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 blew me away, and um, just playing it there, you know, long hours. I mean, just uh, you know, so many great memories growing up. But uh, yeah, definitely Ryu and Ken. I mean, the the you know the fireballs or move set to me they were always superior, in my opinion, to everybody else's in terms of like coolness factor. Um, and definitely not like they could beat everybody, and especially not myself. You know, at, at you know nine, ten years old, where you know when it came yeah. out, and you know then you know ultimately you know uh, putting the quarters on the little thing at the top yep. to clean yeah. your next game, and playing older kids and getting like just worked. If like like Guile, Guile was one of the first ones where I was just like, oh man, like Guile's cool. I don't like the charging thing. I just like being able to pull off special right. moves. But he was one of the first characters I remember playing against, like other people, um, and just getting just annihilated and just like getting <laughs> frustrated, like "Oh my god, like how do they do that?" And just kind of the charge moves. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting too far into the details here, Jay. Who who's your uh, your main and uh, and why? That's funny, man. We're 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 way too similar. My 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 go to was Ken usually. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if anything, it was either Ken. I didn't really like Ryu because um, it, even though they had the same moves, they're both mm-hmm. very different. Like um, I remember, like his fireball is a little bit stronger. His mm-hmm. his dragon yeah. punch is a little bit stronger, and his his whatever the hurricane kick was stronger. They can knock him down mm-hmm. in one hit. But for some yeah. reason, I just I just like Ken a little bit better. Um, if if I was it's wanted like the to rapid. Sweep, yeah, like yeah, the, kind of the rapid uh, kick. kick. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I always, it just looked cooler. <laughs> yeah, if if and if I wasn't feeling uh, too into Ken, uh, Guile was my was my second. Mm-hmm. Actually, Guile was my first. Oh, uh, really? First guy that I tried to like kind of master because mm-hmm. for me, for me doing the fireball and the dragon punch, the move that you know the joystick uh, gesture was it was too oh, hard man. for my, my whatever nine oh. ten year old hands. No, so I. Was, 
I, it was just easier for me to to do the charge thing with Guile, his yeah, flash yeah, yeah. kick and, and his sonic boom. No, I'm I'm 100. I got the fireball pretty easily. I was like, okay, I can do that. But mm-hmm. the dragon punch for mm-hmm. I would say like I don't know, maybe a year, I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, I'd like struggle. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't. I want to do it, uh, and I'd practice. And finally, I got I got the motion down. But yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I was totally with you. It was the dragon punch for me? It just took I don't know. It took way too long. So I, I remember. Um, <laughs> My, my my brother and and his friends we would always go to um, I forget what it was called but it was, it was we just called it the comic book store <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the comic book store like walking distance from our place and um, there's actually uh, the comic book store and a Mexican food place uh, that had mm-hmm. a Street Fighter two machine um, mm-hmm. back in the day it was called at Alberto's now it's called Victoria's um, mm. but we would play Street Fighter two and Mortal Kombat at those two places Ooh, and. Um, yeah. I remember I was having trouble with the with the dragon punch and like I forget who told me but the secret the hair the 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 way that they figured out how to do it consistently was cuz the, mm-hmm. the the fireball was the you know you you do like a quarter circle from from mm-hmm. down to the left or right or whatever they would say yeah. if you want to do a dragon punch walk into a fireball so you go walk you know left or right and then do uh, a fireball so that's yes. that's that's the that's way I learned good to advice. walk into a fireball yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. Very nice. That's a good. That, that's a good strategy. Right on, man. So yeah, yeah. here's a question for you: Are you a? How do I ask this? Okay. How good are you at combos? Are you like a combo master? You took the time to learn them. You can, you know, knock out, you know, some five six hitters on a chain. Are you pretty proficient with combos? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Once I started practicing, at first I was just like trying to master the, the moves, but I would mm-hmm. say once I got really good, and, and especially when, uh, you know, Champion Edition or Hyper Fighting came out on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and I had really had time mm-hmm. to practice, I didn't have to waste money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I bought the mm-hmm. game or my parents bought the game, but mm-hmm. I didn't have to like feed quarters yeah. just to practice. I got pretty, yeah. pretty freaking good with Ken. Nice. Doing like we We called it the... Uh, the all fierce combo you jump in with the fierce punch and then you do the uppercut and then you you yeah. you do the quick dragon punch into that like I, yeah. I i had that down like 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 yeah like nothing and then i would sometimes like throw in a fireball instead of the dragon punch or do the hurricane mm-hmm. kick yeah instead of that yeah, just yeah different ways to to end it but yeah, yeah i was i was well, pretty damn good well, that's actually jay um that's literally the only combo i know how to mm-hmm. do so mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't know. I, I probably gave away too much there for the inevitable time where you and I battle. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It, and it's been what now? 1991 Street Fighter Two came out. Something like that. So it's been what? 20. Oh my I'm bad with math. 26 years. Something like that. Yeah. Some, whatever. Whatever the math is. And it's this battle that I always have with myself, which is, okay, are you going to actually sit and go into the the training mode, you know, like in the later versions, they have that and, you know, uh, Practice. figure out combos, look at it like an old game pro or an EGM and like look at oh the actual gosh. combo combinations <laughs> and finally figure out how to do combos properly. Yeah. Or are you just going to go in there and do what you know and do that all fierce combo until like that's it. Yeah. And yeah. I am always super lazy and I never have taken the time after all these years to properly learn combos. It's ridiculous. And, and it's always like, I'm always like, man, I'm always second guessing myself. Like I should probably do this one of these days. And I really love the game and this, this, and that. And then I'm just like, nah, I just, I'll just go in there and just do what I know and yeah, see how far exactly. I can get and just have yeah. fun, you know? And yeah. and that's just, 
That's how it's always been. And that's actually how it's been for all the versions of Street Fighter that I've ever ever played. So um <laughs> it's just kind of it's just kind of one of those those funny things that I always kind of laugh at myself about. Uh but anyway, speaking of versions, what which version of Street Fighter would you rank as your top or even if you want to do like a top 3 or something uh, like see, that? that that's that's hard because I never really got into the other ones. Um mm-hmm. for me for me uh the pinnacle is the Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter 2, Hyper mm-hmm. Fighting. Uh, it's just... Um, yeah, I uh, agree. I agree when, when, it came, when it came When it came out on the Super Nintendo, I remember, because I had Street Fighter 2, and then Hyper Fighting came mm-hmm. out, and I got that too, and I was just comparing... I mean, just, just the SNES versions. Mm-hmm. Just just the way that it improved from Hyper Fighting, uh, from, mm-hmm. from Street Fighter 2 to Hyper Fighting, it was just... It, it was so so much better. Like you, like I don't yeah. know. I just noticed all the details. Like there was like, I remember um, just little things like the way Guile would jump. Like when you would jump with Guile mm-hmm. in Street Fighter Two, it was just like one frame. Mm-hmm. He would just like jump. But in yeah. Hyper Fighting, they actually added the frames because he, he in the arcade game yeah. he actually flips. And yeah, they they included that. They finally, in did that. Yeah, yeah. So so just Man. they they. Street Fighter Two was great, but Hyper Fighting on SNES they just improved it even more. Oh, yeah. I think I think for me, I I mean Mario Kart is up there, but best game uh-huh. period yeah. on the SNES console ever for me is Hyper oh, yeah. Fighting. Oh yeah. And I would even just rank it if you're just ranking all consoles, arcade, whatever, you know, hyper fighting is number one for me as well. Like, yeah, it just was it was I think what they did on that one was they perfected yeah. Street Fighter 2 is yeah. is really what they did, right? Because Super Street Fighter 2 and even Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I think just from what I've read online and and seen just certain stuff and like a lot of like purists or even competitive fighters kind of that's their top one, but I think they just try to do too much with that one. It was kind of like from my memory when I was a kid when Super Street Fighter 2 came out, it was like you know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But it was to the point where I was like, all right, where's part three? Like, this is this is getting yeah. this is getting too much. Like, I just remember around that period of time where I was just like clamoring for Street Fighter three. I was just like, oh my god, like it needs to come out, it needs to come out. And they just kept doing the iteration, kept doing the iterations. Um, still played them, you know, still still liked them, whatever. Yeah. But I just I think for for Street Fighter two personally. Um, hyper fighting was was definitely the pinnacle for that, um, you know, in my, in my in my opinion. But just a quick um, question about Super Street Fighter. I don't know if you saw a few years back. It's it's probably almost been like ten years now. <laughs> I'm old and time flies. But they actually released the HD remix of Super Street Fighter Two wow. Turbo for wow. the PlayStation. And actually, fun fact, so it's PlayStation 3, so it came out, and it's you should check it out, um, Jay, somehow. I don't know if you have a PS3 or not, but um, it's really awesome because they actually redrew everything uh, on Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. Like, the graphics, um, they redid all the music. Um, that was going to be an honor- honorable mention, like, in my, in my top rankings, definitely, the more that, that I think about it, because... It's weird because it definitely feels like Street Fighter 2. It's weird like cause it kept the same mechanics, but just everything's just looks different and it's HD. You know, it's like at 720p, I believe. Um, you know, in terms of resolution it isn't 1080p, but it looks it looks amazing. So, anyway, quick quick aside about that, but the fun fact on that is, is it's actually 
the Nintendo Switch, the Street Fighter that's being released or it has been released for the Nintendo Switch is actually a spin or a variation on that HD remix that came out for the PlayStation 3 about 10 years ago. Oh, believe See, it or not. Uh, uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned Super Street Fighter. Was it, it was still Super Street Fighter 2, right? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think my brother had it for the Sega Genesis, and I mm-hmm. feel like that version was kind of like, yeah, like everyone was waiting for Street Fighter. Like, where the hell is Street Fighter 3? We just want mm-hmm. it already. And I feel like yeah. Super Street Fighter 2 was just kind of like, oh, here's this game. For the time being, yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just kind of like threw in a few new characters, and yeah. and hope that you everybody would be okay. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I never really got into Super Street Fighter Two. Um, yeah, it was kind of just it was like a stopgap, you know. Yeah. It just was like nothing, nothing special. And then three, did you did you get much <sighs> no. much time to three? Like I I was like over it by then. <laughs> I was yeah, and that's what I exactly what I was gonna say to me and my. At my point in life, when three came out, because I think I don't remember exactly the year, but I was definitely like a teenager, like growing out of yeah. playing a lot of video games, kind of yeah. like transitioning into or actually going out with my friends a lot type mm-hmm. of thing. Like wasn't like a little you know nine ten year old kid anymore, to, right. you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that kind of happened with that simultaneously, and I think that when three came out, the, the I remember my first reaction was like, oh my god, like what what's going on like where is every like first of all where is everybody uh, <laughs> what are they doing like what's yeah. going on and of course you know if you remember it was a prequel or it happened at a certain point like i forgot exactly the time frame but anyway it wasn't everyone that was in two in it you know it was just huh. ryu and ken initially and then all new characters um so that kind of really kind of put me off but you know they kind of they came out their iterations as well i think the second impact chun li came into that one and then the third strike which is actually gonna clock in uh for me is like number two uh was where it really came together for me because um they added um akuma to that one and akuma is like my second he's like my quick second favorite and akuma akuma to me is like just in terms of the type of character he is and just like the like badass factor He's he's my favorite in that regard, you know, and um, he's not on all versions, and that's why I kind of give the the edge to Ken because Ken Ken is you can always play Ken anywhere yeah. just like you can Ryu, but Akuma is like a close second just because he's so just he's just he's just so cool he's just such a badass like he just comes in and you know he's got the hair and he's just like dark <laughs> and mysterious and he just comes in and just you know tears you up um, you know the super arts that came out with uh, with part three I think even in, in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo when he first came out um, he had his um, I forgot what it's called but he basically I don't know if you've ever seen it Jay but essentially you do the you do the um, the uh, joystick and the button combination. And the screen goes black, and then yeah. he comes. He rushes in, and, you know, die a thousand deaths. I, I think that's the one he says in four. Anyway, I'm, I'm misremembering. I'm getting Tiger uppercutted over here. So um, <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's just amazing to me. He's just a badass. So anyway, third strike is like number two, and I think like a close third for me is actually Street Fighter Three Alpha. So I don't know how much you play the Alpha series no, um, I, in between, but I, Alpha is. Alpha, like one and two are cool. Like they kind of just did a little reshuffle, and that was definitely a prequel that actually was um, after Street Fighter One and before Street Fighter Two. So it was kind of cool the concept. But three, I mean, they packed in for Street Fighter Three Alpha like 
I don't know, like some like 30 characters. They had oh everybody God. in there. Yeah, they had all the original cast. They had the bosses. They had all the new characters. They had Street Fighter 1 characters. They had Final oh, Fight sh- characters. Oh, my um, God. Guy and Cody. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Check it's- out. Check out Alpha Three. Alpha Three is like is really really good. I mean, it's just it's one of it's definitely one of the best. Um, and then really quick, final one after that is like whichever version of Street Fighter Four. Um, I guess <laughs> I guess the arcade version. I don't know. I kind of lost track with that one as well. But Street Fighter Four is really cool. Um, really good game. Never really got too too into it. Um, haven't played five yet because what the hell? I didn't even know there was a four or a five. <laughs> yeah man yeah for sure yeah i got I've, I've played yeah i've played all the versions of four, of four um but haven't played five yet because i do not have a playstation 4 so if my wife is listening christmas is right around the corner not really so i'm gonna need you <laughs> it is for me man it is for me reliving my street fighter obsession so anyway no um so yeah no i'm really i'm really excited uh to play five and i figure Within about the next X amount of years, when I finally get around to getting a PlayStation Four, it'll probably be on like Ultra Street Fighter Five Turbo Champion Future Edition Turbo <laughs> Times Whatever. Fifty. So anyway, yeah. all right. So anyway, uh, okay. You brought up PlayStation Four, which you would desperately kind of want. Um, so yes. what, what consoles? What consoles have you have you owned? I have owned. That's a great question, Jay. Well, growing up, you know, I just wouldn't say own. I mean, my parents bought them for me. So the original, yeah, yeah, the original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, Nintendo 64. And then my kind of, during that period, talking about growing up and getting older and doing more important things, that's when I kind of started to fade. And my brother was still, my brother's like four, four and a half years younger than me, so he kind of was still super into video games. So he had like a GameCube. Okay. Um, he got a Wii. I actually got a Wii too. Wii was pretty cool for a hot second. Like I, yeah, I got it one, was. it was hard it to get. Was. Yeah. Um, and really quick, another shout out to my brother. Um, he actually chipped my Wii. What? So, so, so what I was did you do with it. You could play. You could play burnt games on there. Oh, okay, okay. And you can install. You can install with the SD card. You can just install oh, like, um, like ROMs and stuff. Yeah, like just boom, just yeah. right on the main screen rather than downloading from the store. So okay, um, but it was perfectly legal because I owned everything. So don't go. sue me. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> All right. no. What? Do, so and then oh, and then obviously and then I think even before the Wii, I had the PlayStation. Yeah, I had the, I had the PlayStation Three right right around the time that it came out in. Um, like late 06, 07, and nice. that was that was it. That's kind of where I've where I've kind of stayed. Uh, what about you, Jay? That, that, that's funny. Um, you, yeah. Uh, so let me go through through my history. So I'm going to include my brother in, in this because you know we grew up mm-hmm. together, and uh, that's how it is, man. I mean, shout out to my parents. They 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 kind of spoiled this, but uh, <laughs> um, so we had the original Nintendo, and we also had the original Sega Master System. Not many people know what? about the Sega Master System. Yeah, you guys have both. Oh, we, yeah, man. we had both, and then um, it was funny because they would get me the Nintendo, and they would get him the Sega version. So I got the SNES, you each and, had had the, own. and then he had he the, had the Sega Genesis. Gen- yeah, he had yeah. the Sega Genesis, and That's then. Cool. Yeah, so he's two years younger than me, and then I kind of fell off the grid or the map. Um, I actually I had yeah. a Game Boy, so that was my first handheld. Um, yes, but then nice. after SNES, I didn't get anything after that. So, but he, mm. my brother, ended up getting the Nintendo game, the GameCube, 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I think from then on, we didn't, or at least for me, I didn't own anything from the SNES mm-hmm. until we got an Xbox One like two years ago. So I skipped like how many generations? I mean, when I lived with them, uh, I, when I had roommates, they had mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, we got all into the, you know, a Wii Sports and we did all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like, I want to say uh, my brother, my brother has this PlayStation 3 and mm-hmm. he got the Xbox 360. And I don't know if he has an Xbox One, but he he he's been more on top of the game consoles. But but for me personally, mm-hmm. I haven't owned a game console. I mean, we have the Xbox One, but before that, mm-hmm. it was Super Nintendo. Like I wow. I skipped like how many generations? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I always played. Like in college, my my roommates had the uh, N sixty four, so we played. You know, Goldeneye. Yes, we played Goldeneye. Ooh. Like. Classic. all through the night yeah yeah so yeah. I, I definitely i had my experiences with with different consoles i just never owned them uh mm-hmm. but right now i have an xbox one and, and really all i play is uh madden john madden football mm-hmm. nice yeah, yeah nice yeah i never you know i never got into madden i don't know what? i was kind of a weirdo yeah i was Are i know you kidding i know me? i was kind of like yeah i was out of my friends that were really into kind of sports video games i was just like eh. i don't know what it was with um i didn't i never really liked um simulation sports games i don't even the know only, i don't i don't know man i don't know about you anymore yeah <laughs> i was weird because i was the only exception to that was like for with super nintendo i was really super into um nba live, live. 95 yes awesome live okay. 95 i'll give you a pass. i was i was into that like I was obsessed with that game. I think I went through an 82 game season. I'm pretty sure, or if <laughs> yeah. not most of it. We had I don't all the time in the world. We could have. Yeah, we right. Totally I mean, did, at that yeah. age, come on. Um, but no, I was really into um, really quick. I was really into like um, like stylized uh, sports games. NBA so Jam. yeah, NBA Jam. I was like, shout out to Daisy Beverages on that. He remembers being in seventh grade playing NBA Jam Tournament Edition on Friday night because we were in seventh grade. Uh, and that's what we did. So yeah, no, um, super into NBA jam. Um, later NBA hang time was like the one that came out after that. That was on Nintendo 64. That was super underrated by the way. Yes. Trust me. It's, 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 it's like almost better than NBA jam. Anyway. Um, uh, NFL blitz, huge fan of NFL blitz. Love that game. Like to this day, they actually re-release it, um, on PlayStation three. And I think Xbox or whatever, like, three or four years ago, I think, maybe even five. Um, and that was super cool. So that one, I loved. I love Blitz. And then the one that really comes to mind that is like, to me, is like an absolute classic. And I really have been wanting to play it for for a long time. I think, I don't know if I still have my original game. I think I lost it somehow. But um, NBA Street, and especially oh, NBA I Street 2. I don't remember Yes, that. NBA Street 2 is basically... I don't want to say it's NBA Jam because it, it was three. First of all, it's three on three, um, and they used um, they they also like NBA Jam. They use real players, but um, it was on different art style. Right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it was kind of outdoors. Um, same kind of concept in a sense, but uh, I guess I'm like it was the same thing, but it was different. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. But anyway, it was just kind of it was the same kind of cartoonish style. Okay, but it was so deep at the same time, just like the different tricks that you can use and the different. Um, uh, 
combinations and whatnot. And I just have like fond memories of um, when that came out on PlayStation 2, just being with my brother and my cousins, all just kind of playing and, and playing against each other. So yeah, definitely um, definitely a fan of sports games. Just I don't know what it was about um, simulation games. I just I just never, and especially Madden, it was just like, oh man, I just I never. Like- I just I don't know, man. It just I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was weird. I'm, I just never I got into it. Super into the sim- simulation games. Like mm-hmm. um, I remember NBA, NBA Live '95. I think I had personally I had NBA Live '96 uh, mm-hmm. the year after. I mm-hmm. love I love those games. Um, mm-hmm. But for like uh, the only game that I play right now is is Madden on my Xbox One, and it, uh. I don't know. Especially as the years mm-hmm. went by and the consoles got better and better, it's mm-hmm. like you're. You, it's almost like watching a football game, and I just, I just mm-hmm. love, you know, you know, whatever game happened over the weekend, I'll, I'll, I'll try to simulate that game and just play yeah. it myself. Yeah, and uh, just the, 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 the playbook. It's just so much you can dive in. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very complex, mm-hmm. and there's, you can, I, I mean, I still have that game, and I could discover something new. It's just so deep and yeah. complex. You can discover something new every time that you play and. I just love that that you can just uh, nice. just play the game and like uh, just get good at beating the computer. Like right now, I'm at the second hardest level, and like if I go to the mm. hardest level, I'll get my ass whooped. And um, but <laughs> just I, I just want to beat the computer at at you know at a, at a, at a football mm-hmm. game and just trying to exploit you know different. It's just I don't know. Maybe that's the coach in me or or mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's I I, I like the challenge. I factor. like. Tr- yeah, exactly. Yeah. The challenge yeah. and trying, like, especially when, like, um, for you know, like, say you get behind in a game and like you're mm-hmm. you're, you're driving and it's, mm-hmm. it's fourth quarter and you're trying to you know score before the game ends, try to win. It's just I don't know. It's just kind of cool. I, I I like that aspect mm-hmm. of uh, you know the, the the realism of of the Madden games. Nice, right on, man. Yeah, I just. Seriously, like I know, <laughs> but every time I say that, like it's your exact same reaction. It's like, what? You don't, you don't play Madden? It's like, nah, I don't. It's not my thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just to kind of wrap up this discussion, Jay, um, what are your what are your plans? I've um, clearly expressed my lust for a PlayStation Four, <laughs> with or without the VR set. By the way, wink, wink. Wifey <laughs> listening out there. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it, lo- it does look very cool. Um, what about you, Jay? What are you What are you looking uh, towards for the future? Any plans for a next gen console, VR rig, Oculus? W- what do you What are you looking to get for the future? Uh, n- nothing really. <laughs> um, <laughs> More Madden. Anything, yeah. No. If anything, a, a, a new the new version of Madden. But and I definitely want uh, the NBA 2K. Uh, I just want a, a simulation yeah. NBA game because Warriors. Man. Yeah, I want, I want I want the version right. with like, Durant on the team. Yeah, you know what? I'm, let me just say this. This is what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the the uh, mobile versions to get right around the level of the consoles. You know, because it's kind of like it's almost. I mean, these iPads are getting pretty powerful. Jay, don't be shaking your head. Come no, on, come no, no, on. no, no. They're no, getting no, pretty no. powerful. You never know. Maybe like in a couple years. No, yeah, I agree. I agree they're 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 powerful but I don't know maybe I'm just old school. I don't think it, how, how do you play a complex game like like NBA, you know, 2K or Madden on an iPad? Like I feel like you need buttons to do that. Well, 
we <laughs> might just have to address that on a future show because it is possible, believe it or not. So, yeah, I think maybe we can we can continue the discussion on a future show. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So, uh I saw a, a little bit of a some remnants of that uh that golden elixir in your glass <laughs> there, Jay. How 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 we doing on that tiger uppercut? Uh <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost done and um I'm definitely feeling the 8.5. Um Yes. And, yes. Um let me let me take another sip. While you do that, Jay, let me just say something. I am feeling great. And for the record, the initial bitterness that just, you know, punched me in the face has very much subsided. And See, I was going to say the same thing. Okay, go ahead. It, 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 it's a lot more balanced now. And I think that that, honestly, I'm going to just keep it real. It's okay. It's a plus. It's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or, or whatever. But I don't think that is any different than any other time that you or I have ever had a high IBU IPA or double IPA and, you know, been able to drink it or take it down easier at the end of the glass as opposed to the to the start of the glass. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it's weird because like I was about to say the same thing that, it it doesn't burn as much, and you would think as the beer gets warmer or it warms up that, you know the the alcohol would would get to you more. But no, the, the same thing for me. It's it's a little bit easier to drink, and maybe it, the effects of the eight point five or are, are <laughs> you know that's... it's taking its effect. But yeah, it's, it's definitely easier to drink, and um, it's it it's kind of yeah, it's 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 changing my rating of the beer, the more I drink it. Yeah, no, definitely, Jay. And I think that that is, again, I think that that's just a natural, uh, I guess, result of our palates acclimating to the beer and the bitterness level. And, you know, if anything, with today's show beer, I've been reminded about just a classic, just super assertive West Coast uh, double IPA. I haven't had one quite like this in mm -hmm. months if not years i mean this is it's funny because yeah i've i've again i've acclimated to it but even with that the last sip that i just took i can taste it in the back of my tongue i can taste that bitterness level um it's just yeah <laughs> it's just let me just so if 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 i may sure mr torres let me go ahead and start with my final uh rating on this um i'm going to give this a three oh. and yeah and i'm i'm giving it a little i'm giving it like a quarter point up because Ooh. of the name yeah because of the name and the can artwork i'm not rating you know i tend to rate on everything in general and well, most of the time, I guess you could say, um, but I'm giving this. I'm giving a little edge to this based on the presentation because Fieldwork delivered on what they advertised. Sure. In terms of the can, yeah. um, the description, I wasn't really getting all that that they that they gave me on the description, and the main reason for that is because the bitterness level overpowered everything. Um, it overpowered everything to a fault. 
And it's just, uh, you know, I can't help but wonder if they would have, you know, kind of toned that down a notch somehow. If I would have, if I wouldn't have gotten more of those fruit characteristics described in the description and just, you know, had just experienced, you know, different flavors with the beer. But again, at the same time, at the same time, you know, that's why I'm giving them a solid three because they delivered on what they advertised. Okay. Assertive, classic, just aggressive West Coast double IPA. If that's what you're looking for, you're looking for something with high IBUs, this is it. You know, yeah. and me personally, you know, the, the, that such a high IBU count and such a high level of bitterness, I don't know. I almost want to say I sound like an old man. So be it. I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't. This is just this is too, it's too much for me nowadays. I need something um a lot more balanced. Um and and this isn't something that I would go back to. I absolutely loved drinking it and the again, the experience and the can, the nostalgia, yeah. you know, Street Fighter 2, all that stuff. I mean, for that, I'm giving it a solid 3. Um and by the way, I wouldn't wouldn't turn down a can, you know? Um sure, yeah, if yeah. you said, "Hey Nick, Come over. We're gonna break out the the SNES, and you know we're gonna split a four pack of of the Tiger Uppercut. I'd say I'll be right there. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, yeah, giving giving it a three. Um, yeah, this was tough because I don't know, like the you know Tiger Tiger Uppercut, the artwork on the can kind of got my expectations up, and then actually tasting the beer was not. I mean, yes, it, it it hits you, but yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Uh, yes. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three point five. Um, yep. I was gonna it was a little bit lower, but the the more that I drank it, it, it kind of got better. If you if you, if you want to say, is mm-hmm. it, it was a little bit easier to drink. Um, but yeah, just that first impression, that first taste was. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, you know, maybe that's what they had in mind when they when they made this Tiger Uppercut. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hits you in the face, high IBU, very strong alcohol. But um, just remembering other field work beers that I've had, it was not what I was expecting. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. like you said, I would definitely drink this again if it was offered to me, but I would yeah. not seek it out. Or yes. or anything like that, but uh, I yes. mean, yeah, solid beer. I love the artwork. Uh, Three point five for me. Right on, Jay. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, another one in the can. And until next show, Jay, where can everyone send you Madden strategy tips? <laughs> um, you can find me on the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter sometimes. My handle is at Jay Torres, and I post pictures of beer on my untapped account at Jay Torres as well. And I'm also on Instagram, Bay Area Beer Life, is where I post beautiful pictures of beer to my Instagram account. Yes. And if you're wondering, you can find me on untapped at Nick Pro. You can find our show accounts at IBU Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. And continue to subscribe, comment, leave us reviews. Uh, Your feedback is greatly appreciated. And we look forward to continuing to improve 
um, with the show, our beer choices, our content, and our Street Fighter 2 strategies. Uh, you are inspiration, folks, and uh, we're, uh, we're just we're having a great time doing this. Absolutely. And uh, until next week, cheers. Cheers. Netflix is like the ten best ten dollars they spend every month. It's just so much value. Yeah, man, it really is. Definitely, definitely. Did you ever watch? Um, just because you just reminded me, um, did you ever watch the first season of of Twin Peaks, or heard of it? Or oh no. man, Twin Peaks, bro, some some good that's shit. A, man. That's an old show, right? Yeah, it came out like in nineteen ninety. I mean, okay. when it came out, when I when it first came out, I didn't watch. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. I was like yeah. eight, you know. But um, later on in life, like it kind of got a cult following. And actually, okay. our English teacher senior year, he was hella cool. So he he played us the tapes in like the, <laughs> our last week of class. Yeah, we just yeah. watched it because it was such a for the time. Even in the late '90s, it was still like a good. It was it was like okay, the way you want to think of Twin Peaks is it's like it's like shows are now like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad okay. or like the good TV shows. Yeah, yeah. In the early '90s, when Got TV it. shows weren't like that, does yeah, that make yeah. sense? So yeah, yeah. it was it was like still a big deal. So anyway, the crazy part is is that 25 years later, or whatever it is, after it ended, um, it's back for season two. Interesting. With, there's yeah, only one with, season. There's well, there's two seasons, but the second season sucks. But I mean, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they brought it back. It's on show. It's a Showtime exclusive. Um, so they oh, scored okay. big with that one. Yeah, and they got a lot of the original cast, and then um, David Lynch is a director. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and I guess yeah, he does, good. like, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of good movies and shit. So, um, yeah, man, that's that.